0: A weekend with Jason Dacey replay from Money FM
1: 89.3. So, this is our wild world segment on Money FM 89.3, where we discuss all the crazy things that happen. And you know what? We are going to talk about cockroaches and we're going to talk about rats. <laughs> so, put your breakfast down. Put your breakfast down. We uh, <laughs> apologize in
0: advance. Uh, and look, What's, you, what, what's the reason for this first? You well, have a personal story on the this, The personal
1: story, I'll, I'll get to the, the, the heart of it in a minute, but my wife is just completely paranoid about cockroaches, and a lot of women are, probably a lot of men are as well, but um, it's kind of running through my family because I think my daughter has become scared of them as well. I'll tell you a story in a minute that you're involved in. Uh, oh. I don't want to blow it too early because it's a good story. Okay. About, uh, my wife's always calling me, come on, come on, come on here, there's a cockroach, and I'm, of course, you know, she's screaming at I'm, the top I'm of her very lungs. I'm pleased
0: to know that the only story I'm involved in involves <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear about your paranoia yes. about rats. Well, yes. See, this is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. I am a bit of an intrepid explorer, or at least I think I am, and anyone who's read my books will know this. Snakes, spiders, you name it, crocodiles. Uh, I've swum in the ocean above sharks, mm. uh, stingrays doesn't bother me at all. If I see a mouse, I take off like you say, bolt. Right, right. And that starts from childhood. I mean, it's a real thing. It's called surophobia, which comes from the French word suis, mm. mouse, uh, yeah. surophobia. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned about your daughter... And you do pass on your phobias. This has been well documented with psychologists and Mm. so on. You do pass on your phobias. And I have a vivid childhood memory of my mother sitting in the hallway of our red brick council house in East London, Mm -hmm. crying her eyes out. She would have been in her 30s then because a mouse had run across her feet and she was crying. She was hysterical. And we had this um, period where, you know, as people know, I grew up reasonably poor And if you can picture terraced houses, they're joined. And so there were four terraced houses in a row. I was at one end. And on the other end, we had what I can only call the trampiest family (laughs) in history. They kept goose, geeses, gooses, geeses. They kept (laughs) dogs and cats and rabbits and hares and... They had a very free-range roaming attitude to life, and that's great. To give you one example, one time I went round their house and the lovely lady there said, Would you like some toast? Breakfast. I was there to play with her son. And and she said, and I said, sure. While she was making the toast, Jason, she stepped in, green duck poo. That was on the middle of the kitchen floor mm. that she never cleaned, and I've, I've oh. had that image for thirty-five years. It was the colour of your luminous green water bottle. Oh no! So you would often go into their house and step over chalky dog muck. You don't see that anymore—the chalky dog poo—and yeah. they would leave it, Jason. They were liberal hippies, oh, so you dear. would step over chalk white dog muck. This is in East London or Essex. East London, Essex, yeah. East yeah. London, similar. And I'd say to them, um, "I think the dog has left poo in the. Co- I'll leave that. We'll sort that out." <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Later, like it was a piece of washing or something. (laughs) So you would step over, dog's poo, cat's poo, duck poo. But because of that house, and they were lovely people, Mm. once made me a Sunday dinner with more hair in it that's on my head, right? Right. But under the floorboards... They would have mice and, oh, and, no. and of course, they just run along the floorboards to our house, <laughs> right? So one, it was communal. One time, yes, yeah, so we had the mouse from the mad neighbours, the yeah. mice. One time, this is true story, I was mm. about 10, 11 years old, and I've told this story to students. I came home from the Cub Scouts, I was in the Cub Scouts then, and my mother said, we were quite poor, There was, there was tomato soup for you on the cooker stove. Mm. So I touched the handle of the saucepan. As I touched it, a mouse jumped out of the tomato soup. The greediest, fattest mouse you have ever seen was trying to Out eat of the tomato soup? On the, in the saucepan, was trying oh. to eat its body weight in tomato soup. Now, it's important so to know. mouse like tomato soup. It was tomato. Oh. So this is a blood-red oh. mouse <laughs> jumping onto the kitchen side, leaving blood-red oh, footsteps dear. all the way along. So that's where the phobia started. The second one, this is unbelievable, quickly. Now, when you grow up poor, some Singaporeans do it as well, you have what in England we call lard, which is the cooking oil. Yes, yeah, we know lard. You know lard, right? And when you're saving a few cents, Mm. you reuse it. Mm. And you can do it in a colder country. You can't really do it in Singapore. So in other words, you use the cooking oil for your potatoes or your meat, uh, in those days, I ate meat, and then it solidifies overnight. Yeah. It turns back into yeah, lard, that's right, yeah. and then you use it the next yeah. day, reheat yeah, it, re- reuse yeah. it, right? Yeah. Save money. Lots of poorer working-class <laughs> families did this. Yeah, of course. Now, here Goes we go. right
1: back to medieval times.
0: This greedy, fat mouse climbs into the hot la- the hot oil, cooking oil, when mm. it's still warm, starts to drink it in oh. the oven and because it's obviously so damn greedy it doesn't get out when the lard starts to solidify around <laughs> it. So the next day oh. I open up the oven take out the cooking tray and it's got a dead fat mouse oh, trapped in no the lard. No wonder. Lard went up the kitchen wall oh, Terrifying. No
1: wonder. Okay, let me, Never lost the phobia. Let me tell you my uh, my phobia about cockroaches surrounding you and of course there are three <laughs> main cockroaches in Singapore American cockroach brown banded cockroach and German cockroach Cockroach. Which is the big uh, one? Yes, and I'm not sure which cockroach. Probably the German one, because you say that's the big one. So it's um, There was a there was a <laughs> imported cockroach. So there was a cockroach in my my daughter's room, and my my wife was just going crazy. Quick, quick, and of course it's just you know you're seeing a cockroach. It's a cockroach. Get something. Get something. Get a piece of paper. Get anything. We have to get this get it out. You I know. And she, I know
0: where this is going. And she go said,
1: quick, quick, quick. And I'm like, okay. I said, look, just calm down. No, you know, don't tell me to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so this German cockroach. Ah, oh, welcome. That's very. Very good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. (laughs) So I just, I run into the cupboard. I just grab something. It's a piece of paper. I get the cockroach and then I run to the window and I throw it out the window. (laughs) And she says, that piece of paper, whatever you do, make sure you throw that piece of paper away. It's disgusting. I open the piece of paper. Neil Humphreys? Yes! <laughs> this is Neil Humphreys poster to Ella. Enjoy the book. Oh my Signed words. by you.
0: Oh, I thought it was a <laughs> newspaper column. No,
1: it's Neil Humphreys poster for a book with tribute to Ella, my daughter. And I I'm like, like oh, that. isn't that sweet? So I'm like, I can't really throw this away. I'm gonna I mean, Neil's my co-host <laughs> on Money FM. I'm not gonna throw this piece of paper away. so I just sort to slip it into the drawer. My wife is I hope she's not listening. She doesn't know that the cockroach paper yeah. is back in the drawer.
0: But there is. Oh, my word. Well, I'm glad to have helped. I'm glad to have helped.
1: So you helped get rid of the German cockroach. But the
0: thing is, I'm an eco-friendly. That's an eco-friendly book, Jason. And you're using it to kill things.
1: <laughs> I didn't kill it. I just put it out to yeah, a marine yeah, parade. Yeah. It's no, like, it. it's now having a better better life in better East Coast life Park.
0: in <laughs> Singapore. No, because i got a friend who works for a... And I've got to give you good advice, a yeah. good uh, Singaporean advice here. Mm. I have a guy who comes... To, I won't name his company because yeah. there are lots of pest control companies. I don't have that problem, touch wood. And the reason for that is a friend of mine said... He never gets cockroaches, ever. Never gets mm. ants. I get someone come to my house every two months. He sprays the whole apartment. Right. I don't get a single ant. I literally get cockroaches really? flying. Well, they don't. But if they mm. did, they, what is this? And they turn <laughs> around and go back out. Right? So I don't get anything. So no more lad, lad no, um, Nothing. Mouse? Not even an ant. Not even an ant. It's <laughs> literally, right. I've literally seen flies come into my apartment. So oh. what is this? Turn <laughs> around and go back out. Right? But he told me a story that Singaporeans have this obsession with... With cockroaches mm. that somehow you, you're going to get sick or something oh, if you come okay. in but you're not you're no. really not they're just friendly Germans they're just friendly Germans <laughs> so if you happen to see the cockroach don't use anything <laughs> with my name on it yeah so this
1: has been our wild world segment the wacky things <laughs> that happen including cockroaches in Singapore